Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony on the Real Karate Podcast, coming to you on Monday the 10th of April, and I'm going to tell you right now while you why you should practice low percentage techniques. Now, when I say that, it might not be what you think it is, because in the old days, spinning techniques were not used very often in the karate styles. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they were developed after they got exposure to the French martial artist uh, practicing savat, sabatours. I may be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. Anyway, in the early days of competitions, you didn't see them as much, but you definitely saw turning side kicks. Not as many spinning hook kicks, but you did see them. Um in the days of MMA in the early days there was like a joke like oh he tried spinning shit and they said that it didn't work and you know I'm not going to fall for that and all this kind of stuff and what these people fell victim to was the fact that the technique is not what works or doesn't work it's the training paradigm so when people who previously took traditional martial arts like Taekwondo, Kung Fu, uh, Karate, when they made the switch to Muay Thai because they believed it was more effective when in fact they just did not have as effective drilling and sparring techniques, they often threw away the powerful turning and spinning kicks in their, for lack of a better word, their primary arts. When the perspective changed, it came from and for some of you new kids out there, you don't even know who this is. This is from Dave Loazzo. He was known to have razor-sharp elbows. He was a powerful striker. He was told, or he was, it was mentioned that he had excellent Muay Thai. He was a very solid fighter. Uh, never, he challenged for the middleweight championship, was never able to achieve it, but he was a very solid fighter. He threw a spinning back kick and folded a fighter before he finished him with flying knees and elbows after that. And Joe Rogan, all giddy, asked Dave, where did you learn these kicks? And Dave Loazzo said, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. And I'm sure that for all the people out there who had been saying that these techniques do work, they probably stood up and collectively cheered. So after that, and since that time, we've seen spinning hook kicks, spinning back kicks, spinning back fists, all matter of spinning techniques, which people previously believed to be ineffective. And the reason that they work is because Muay Thai stylists have a very limited arsenal in terms of kicking techniques. And so their use of distance was very different than people who maybe came from a point-fighting background or a karate, kung fu, taekwondo background. Doesn't mean those things didn't work. But what they found in a hurry, the Muay Thai status was that they had never practiced striking from that range. So when you see people like Lyoto Machida, when he kicked, he wasn't kicking with his shin with his roundhouse kick, but it worked because he didn't need to set up the kick with the step. And any kick will work if you don't see it coming, right? So after the world saw what we intuitively knew, 
they started to put more respect on the name of traditional spinning techniques. But when I talk about low percentage techniques, I'm talking about things like the hammer fist finish, which I just recently saw a couple of weeks ago in the UFC. Hammer fist before had been relegated to trying to work your way out of somebody's clenched hands when you're trying to perform an arm lock, but you never saw it used in a way that would allow you to finish the fight standing. And when I saw it, the reasoning behind its success was simple. People have never seen that technique thrown at them in a way that they would have to learn to defend it. So while the hammer fist is a great technique, and I've been a huge fan of it, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite traditional techniques is called thundering hammers, which has, you guessed it, the hammer fist. The reason that it worked like gangbusters is because his opponent had never seen that technique thrown at him before and had no idea how to block it or evade it. So he took it on the chin and it put him basically to sleep. So when I talk about low percentage techniques, I'm not talking about outrageous stuff that you see in the movies. I'm talking about things that you don't see very often because the defense for them is perceived to be very simple to use or very easy to um, to perform. Not perform, but I mean like it's easy to render certain techniques ineffective, right? So the beauty of the low percentage technique, if you want to call it that, is this unpredictability. You look at the strong kickers like Edson Barboza. You look at the effective use of point fighting techniques coming from Steve Wonderboy Thompson. When you see that stuff, you can consider it low percentage techniques because you don't see it very often. And when you do, it's often kind of out of desperation. So I'm saying to you, learn the low percentage techniques because if you find yourself in a situation where someone who's equally skilled in the traditional sense, it may be the low percentage Hail Mary that finishes them. Check me out at thomasmartialarts.com. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter under Thomas underscore Marshall underscore arts. But by far the most important thing is please be kind to yourselves and each other.